Bless the name of the Jesus Lord. Reading from Second Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, I'm going to read 1 through 4 and verse 12, but I'm going to be all through that chapter, so just hang there with me. Uh, I'm reading from the I'm reading from the uh, New King James, beginning with verse 1. And it says, It happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Joseph, verse 3 says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed the fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Going down to verse 12, says, Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And just for a few moments, a simple word. Father, we honor you. We bless you. We thank you for your mercies, your kindness, your grace. God, we thank you that we are able to come into the house this morning, Father. Many were unable to make it. Many made a decision that they weren't going to come. But God, we thank you for those that pressed, for those that made a way, those that pressed through. And God, we know that because of the press, you've got a word just for them. We believe you for doing great and marvelous things, great and mighty things in our midst. Thank you for setting the captive free. Thank you for deliverance. We thank you for healing. Thank you for all of the gifts that you have for your people. We bless you in this house of Father as always. We ask that Thomas would decrease and Jesus would increase for the people would See Jesus. Hallelujah. Uh, give God praise. Give God praise. Hallelujah. To reach around and touch somebody and tell them I'm praying for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, it says the children of Moab and the children of Ammon and others with them came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Everybody wants to do battle with Jehoshaphat. Let me tell you a little bit about Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat was 35 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned over Judah, which was the southern kingdom. And he continued to reign for 25 years. And during the time of Jehoshaphat's reign, uh, he and his people experienced much of the divine, amen, the divine favor and blessing from God. Praise God. And things were quiet, and during that time, they really hadn't experienced any invasions. And, uh, uh, there was even peace within the kingdom. How many of you know that it, all, often it ain't from without that we got the wars, it's from within. But even during that time, they were living at peace. There was a peace even on the inside, amen, and, 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 and no, no fa families fighting and no civil strife, and they were going good, and Jehovah was their protector. And the Bible says that God gave him rest roundabout. 
Everywhere that Jehoshaphat went, there was rest during that time. And, uh, but Jehoshaphat had, Jehoshaphat had some neighbors, and his neighbors had stank attitude. And they, anybody got? Never mind, you ain't got to. And they stood in awe of Jehoshaphat. You know, and they envied Jehoshaphat and his people, and, and, and they heard that the Lord fought against the enemies of Israel. So they didn't want to make no trouble, but they had little attitudes on the side. You ever been in a situation like that? Folks want to say something about you, but they know you serve a God. They know you serve a God, and so they, they hold things back, but they're always trying to plot, always trying to plot against you. And every once in a while, they throw in a little dig, but then they get out the way because they know your God is a real God. And so Jehoshaphat, the Bible says, like his father, Jehoshaphat walked in the way of the Lord, and, and, and he persevered, and he... Jehoshaphat wasn't somebody that gave up. He would stay there until he saw what had to be done. And, and, and the Bible says that he departed not from doing right. How many of you know when you're doing right, that's when the enemy really want to come at you? And, 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 but Jehoshaphat, hear me now, Jehoshaphat also made some mistakes, and God chastised him. But, but God... And God does not look, did not overlook his offenses, and God don't overlook our offenses, but he doesn't condemn. And even though Jehoshaphat was chastised, amen, for his errors, he wasn't abandoned. Anybody know that? He was cast down, but not forsaken. And, and so this is where Jehoshaphat and his people are at this time, and, and suddenly, Somebody comes along and says to them that everything and everybody is out to get you. Anybody been in a battle where it seems like everything is out to get you? Am I talking to anybody any morning, this morning? And, and you know, we could, we could assign names, amen, that, that apply to us personally, amen. We could say that financial trouble, amen. We heard that financial trouble is on its way to get you. Health problems are on its way to get you, amen. Family problems, anybody got family problems? And, and then there's some attacks on your character, attacks on the ministry. And here's the worst part about it. Here's the worst part about when you're going through something. The Bible said they all came at once. Anybody there when it seems like things don't just come one at a time, but suddenly everything just comes at you at one time. Amen. Hey, have you ever felt like you were in the midst of a war zone? Anybody? Am I talking to anybody? And the enemy was just surrounding you. Amen. You turned to the east, there was an enemy. You turned to the west, there was another enemy. Amen. You turned to the north, no relief. You turn to the south, and it just starts to look hopeless. Am I talking to anybody? I know by the Spirit of the Lord this morning that somebody here is in that very same situation this morning. You love God. You're doing your best. You're doing your best to live right. Amen. You're, you're reading your Bible. You're praying. You're, you're coming to church. You're paying your tithes. You're sowing, but you're in the fight of your life. And you just don't see any signs of it letting up. You engage one enemy and think maybe you're making some progress. And all of a sudden you look and the enemy got some reinforcements coming from the other side. Verse 2, look at verse 2. Verse 2 says, then some came and told Jehoshaphat, as if it wasn't bad enough that he'd already got order. Now here come a whole lot of folks telling you. There comes a time, there are those people who feel that they just got to tell you that their ministry is to tell you just how bad things are going on in your life. And all they do is magnify the devil, amen? They come to tell you, well, you're, this is going, I heard this, I heard that, I heard... The Bible says 
The Bible says in verse 3 that Jehoshaphat feared. Let me say this this morning. Faith comes by hearing. And fear comes by hearing. Are you hearing me this morning? The greatest weapon that Satan has is fear. Let me tell you, fear will open the door to sickness. It'll open the door to disease. It'll open the door to depression. It'll open the door to oppression, worry, anxiety, stress, and confusion. And the thing about it is fear is false evidence appearing real. That's the bad thing about it, amen. Fear will steal your joy. Fear will steal, anybody know what I'm talking about? Fear will steal your peace, amen. Fear will bring you into bondage mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. Job said in Job 3.25, for the thing which I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I, I was afraid of is come unto me. We spend a lot of time staying up all night fearing and worrying about stuff that ain't never, it has not happened, and we done already built up a story about what's going to happen when it does get there. We spend a lot of time imagining events before they even happen. I ain't going to say nothing to her because I know what she's going to say back. I ain't going to say nothing to him because I know him. I know exactly what he's going to say. You don't know nothing. Only God knows. Fear, hear me, is a child of the devil. 1 John 4 and 8 says like this. It says, fear has torment. You worrying about things going to happen even before you get a notice. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says it this way. It says, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Are you hearing me? You see, I don't care. Listen, I don't care who you are or how spiritual you are or how anointed you are. At some point in your life, you're going to have to face all fear. People are paralyzed with fear. People are held in bondage and captivity by fear. All this stuff that we see going on in, in, this, in, in, in our country now, fear is being magnified so your people can be paralyzed and not able to deal with what God says, but we listen to some junk that men say rather than to trust in the God who we know is able to do. Even Christians, even Christians can find themselves a prisoner of fear. A Christian that stands up and yells, what's a white man supposed to do? Or what's a black man supposed to do? That's fear. It ain't what neither one of us going to do. It's what God going to do. Are you hearing me? People are paralyzed with fear. Today, you see fear on so many people's faces. You go into jobs, you go into stores, and all of this arguing and fussing and fight is because people are living in fear. The fear of a bad economy, shoot. I don't know nothing about a good, I grew up poor. I thought that was how the economy was supposed to be. Amen, and we survived. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen, amen. I didn't have no full pair of shoes growing up. I had a pair of tennis shoes during the week and a pair of dress shoes to wear on Sunday, and never the twain shall meet. And we survived, and we survived. We're fearful. I ain't gonna have nothing to put on tomorrow. I ain't gonna shoot, amen, take them pants you got off, cut them off, amen, and go in shorts. Hallelujah. Craziness. Amen. Amen. You're paying thousands of dollars to buy pants with holes in them. 
Hallelujah. All that money. We walked around with pants with holes in them, trying to cover them up, or your mother put little lace dollies. Amen. Amen. You, guess where you wore your corduroy stuff? The cords rubbed off of them. <laughs> Hallelujah. But we're walking around in fear. Fear got us paralyzed. Amen. We, we fear. We're worried about terrorists. Amen. We're worried about losing our income. We're worried about losing our homes. We're fearful of losing our social security. And we're fearful of everything. Fearful of sickness, fearful of disease, amen. I, I get a little headache and I run to the doctor, maybe I'm dying. People live all of their lives, some people live all their lives operating in fear. Some of us worried about fear of failure. We try anything, anything we can just to stop so we don't fail. Only way you learn how to do anything is by failing. Hallelujah. You cannot advance without failing. Afraid to try something new because you might fall or you might fail. But I need you to let you know that the only way to move forward is to conquer the spirit of fear. Somebody give God praise. Look at Jehoshaphat. The first thing Jehoshaphat did when he was attacked by the spirit of fear, was he turned to the Lord. Second Chronicles 23 and 3 says, uh, then some came, I'm sorry, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed the fast throughout all Judah. All right, hallelujah. He feared, but he made the right choice. He turned to God. The Bible says he set himself, amen. It's, I'm going to God, and I don't want to hear from nobody else. First, I'm going to God. I'm going to sit here until, God, I hear a word from the Lord. And then he proclaimed the fast throughout all Judah. Can I, can I tell you this? God gave the church. Anybody in here the church? God gave the church everything we need to overcome in this life. Everything that you need to advance the kingdom of God, he's already given you. And the Bible says what? Our weapons are not weak, but they are mighty, they are powerful, and they are effective. I want you to go with me to 2 Corinthians 10. Amen. Stand up with me. I want us to read this thing together. Come on, 2 Corinthians 10. Hallelujah, 2 Corinthians 10. Amen, amen. Let's, let's start with verse 4. Come on, let's read it together. It says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what? But mighty through God. Are you hearing me? Pulling down. Strongholds. Anybody got any strongholds that need to be pulled down? Hallelujah. Casting down what? Imagination. Has anybody got anything running through their mind that they need to be pulled aside? Amen. He says, and, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and doing what? Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. According to the word of God, you got a weapon that every thought that comes through your mind, you can call it down, amen, rebuke it, and it has to go according to the name of Jesus, amen. You ain't got to let it, amen. It's going to come there, but you ain't got to let it nest there. there. We've got a weapon. Tell your neighbor, you got a weapon. So now you can be seated. And the weapon, the Bible says that our weapon is not just a weapon, but it's a what? It's a mighty weapon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They talk about what? Uh, Kevin Durant and all them people being weapons for their team. Shoot, we got a weapon that's greater than any team has got. But hear this. It doesn't matter 
how powerful your weapon is if you don't pick it up. Are you hearing me? If you don't pick up your weapon and use it, it's powerless as far as you're concerned. And we lose. We lose so many battles as Christians, amen, not because the enemy is greater, not because he's smarter, not because he's better weapons, but simply we don't take full advantage of what we've been given. He said, and the Bible says, and he called a fast. Can I tell you this? Fasting multiplies the power of prayer. Are you hearing me? It magnifies the effect of prayer. I, I heard somebody say, if a believer eats seven days a week, there's a problem. If a believer eats seven days a week over and over again, there's a problem. You're not using a weapon that God has given us to use. Anybody got some problems going on in your home or in your job that you're just trying to get rid of and you don't know how to do it? Turn that plate down. Seek God and fast. Spend some time. If you're, if you're serious about getting a breakthrough, if you're serious about needing a breakthrough, then get serious about fasting. Isaiah 58, 58 and 6 tells us the power of the fast. It says what? Fasting will loose the bonds of wickedness, will undo the heavy burdens. It will let the oppressed go free, and it will empower you to break every yoke. My God, look at the weapons that God has given us that we are just refused to use. To use. Jehoshaphat did something that a lot of us are too proud to do. He cried out to the Lord. Can I tell you, there's something powerful in a cry. Are you hearing me? I'm not talking about prayer here, amen. And when, because when you need God immediately and desperately, you don't have time for a lot of those long, fancy King James prayers, amen. Sometimes, you know, sometimes when I'm walking about or sitting at, at some place and, and it's happening, and, and I'll be out in a restaurant with my wife and with my family, or we'll be at dinner, and suddenly something will come to me, and I'll yell, hey! For a time, everybody around the table would look up, but now they got so they just, everybody just keeps on eating. Recognizing that there's something about a cry. When, you, when you're just burning, when there's something that you don't know how to get through, how you're gonna go, hey! Gotta cry out to the Lord, amen. Some of you are going through some things and you're crying out to everybody, but let me tell you one thing. You need to get down on your knees and you need to just begin to cry out to God. Cry out to God. Cry out to God. Just begin to cry out to him. You see, when you cry, when you cry out, you acknowledge that you need help. That's a cry of recognition, amen, that my human effort ain't enough. Anybody in the place where you... That your human nature just ain't getting what you need. Jehoshaphat's cry creates an avenue for the power of God. In Psalms 7, verse 13, it says, Then they cried unto the Lord in their troubles, and he saved them out of their distresses. Didn't say he picked up and called Rosa May. Didn't say that I'll go talk to my brother who's my accountability apartment. It says they cried out to the Lord in their distress, and he heard them and delivered it. Anybody need a deliverance to go forth in your life? In somebody's life, you need to cry out to the Lord. Huh. What seems to be a weakness is actually <laughs> your most 
potent weapon. Are you hearing me? Oh, they tell us men all the time. Men don't cry. Any men grow up with that? Men don't cry. Men don't cry. You suck it in and take it. That's why black men are dying faster than anybody else. Amen. Because we spend a whole lot of time sucking it in. We're dying from blood high blood pressure, heart attacks. Amen. Everything because we won't cry out unto the Lord. Amen. We're still trying to. Well, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I got to be strong for my family. How strong are you going to be in a coffin? <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to call out to the Lord. If I could just get three men to just call out this morning and, hey, God, I need you, God. Hallelujah. Then verse 14 and 15, I like that, says that the spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, and he began to prophesy. Thus saith the Lord. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, a thus saith the Lord changes everything. Hallelujah. I don't care what the banker says. I don't care what the doctor says. I don't want to know what the Lord is saying. Are you hearing me? You see, it doesn't matter what people are saying or what the economy is saying or, or what the government is saying. I want to know what the Lord is saying. Is there a word from the Lord? You see, one word from the Lord changes everything. You see, one word from God will make you unsinkable. Are you hearing me? One word from God will make you unbeatable. Praise God. One word from God will make you unshakable. One word from God will turn your famine into plenty. Are you? One word from God will turn sickness into health. One word from God will tell your weakness into your strength. Amen. One word from God will turn your Nothing into much. Somebody give God praise this morning. One word from God will open closed doors. Anybody got any closed doors facing you this morning? One word from God will set the captive free. Just one word. Just one word. You, 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 listen, listen. Matthew 8 and 8, the centurion came to Jesus on behalf of his servant, amen, who was sick. And Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. But the centurion said, you don't have to come. All I need is a word. Just send the word, amen. Speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Tell your neighbor, all you need is a word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's go back to the Second Chronicles, and I'm trying to get out of your way. In verse 20, Jehovah, Jehoshaphat says, Believe in the Lord your God, so shall you be established. Believe his prophets, so shall you prophesy. Ah, thank God for prophets. Thank God for men and women who walk close enough to God that they'll hear his voice and speak his divine will. But can I tell you, can I tell you, you know, you, you know when, when the God called Jehovah out of the congregation, amen, he just looked in the midst of the people and said, you speak a word for you. Can I tell you that some of you, there's somebody sitting here this morning that God just wants you to speak a word to somebody, you to speak a word over somebody's life. Don't look for somebody else to do it. You fast, you pray, and you watch what God speaks through you. Thank God. What did the prophet say? What did the prophet say? The prophet gave them a ridiculous instruction. Are you hearing me? He said, go out against them and set yourselves. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Every physical evidence and impulse was to run away from this army and hide in the rocks and caves, but the instructions of God is meet them head on. Wow. Go out against them. And Jehoshaphat was smart. Amen. Amen. And like I struggled to sing this morning, Jehoshaphat was smarter than me. The Bible says Jehoshaphat appointed singers to praise the Lord. 
and the beauty of his holiness. There's a new anointing. His mercy endureth forever. And when they begin to sing and praise the Lord, the Lord set an ambushment against the children of all of those people that were coming against them. And the Bible said they turned on each other. Can I tell you why you're trying to figure out what you're going to do? Leave it alone. God's going to turn. They're going to turn and fight among themselves. God said, you just stand still and see my salvation. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. I will repay. God confused them. And they begin to kill each other. Can I tell you that praise confuses the devil. If you want to drive the devil crazy, when he throws something at you, something heavy, instead of whining and complaining, just go to praising God like you lost your ever-loving mind. Just go to praising God, amen? You say, just begin to praise God in the midst of everything. Just begin to praise God. I mean, when you're on your job and stuff is going, just go in the bathroom and <laughs> just begin to praise God in the middle, in the middle of everything. You see, praise breaks up the devil's line of communication. Are you hearing me? When his demons are there, you're in the middle of them praising it. Hallelujah. When the children began to praise God, it brought total confusion into the ranks of the enemy. Some of you have never understood the power of praise because you refuse to praise him without stopping. Can I tell you that praise is a weapon? Are you hearing me? Tell your neighbor, praise is a weapon. Praise is a, praise will go to the very foundation of your problem. Praise will open the doors. Praise will break yokes. Praise will confuse the enemy. You want to know why praise is such a powerful weapon? It says that God inhabits the praises of his people. And, and, and when we begin to praise, God begins to move in the middle of our praise. And when we, God begins to move in the middle, problems don't stand a chance. Anybody got a problem that you're trying to get your way through? You ought to stand up this morning and just begin to give God just a little praise. Don't worry about who's around you. Don't worry about they're going to try to figure out what's going on in your life. Just confuse the enemy. Hallelujah. Just begin to give God praise. Praise him like you got nothing else to do. When God begins to move in the middle of your praise, problems don't stand a chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you got a problem, there's an opportunity for you to get rid of it. All you got to do, hey, thank you, God. I praise you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, 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 and when it comes in the midst of our praise, the anointing, the anointing begins to fall. And the Bible says what? And the anointing will break the yoke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you bound. You got to give God praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everything but us uses what God gave them to praise him. Hallelujah. The trees wave. Birds tweet and sing. Dogs howl. Cats meow. Everything that God created gives him praise. We're the only thing that's hesitant about giving him praise. 
Hallelujah. Somebody give God praise. And the Bible says while they were praising, they looked around and there were the enemies laying on the ground dead. God said, you're fighting some folks and trying to get this done, trying to get to praise me, and then you look and you see them laid out. Can't figure out why they laid out. Hallelujah. You'll hear them change their mind, and you won't know why they changed their mind. Because God inhabits the praises of his people. Listen. God knows how to take care of your enemies. I know you all, they all think you are wonderful. And you might be able to handle one or two or even three of your enemies, but you sure can handle every one of them. And can I tell you, the enemy got a whole lot assigned to you. Some of them are just in hiding in hiding, waiting for an opportunity to jump out. But if you continue to praise God, if you spend some time in fasting and in praying, if you let God fight your battles, he'll take, every, take care of every one of them. Are you hearing me? I, 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 uh, I went to church with an African, young African pastor that I've been working with, and I was there for their prayer. And he called us something, and he said, let's pray. And everybody in the church, everybody, began to start to open their mouths and thank you, Jesus, for God, we believe you for doing this, God, believe it. We thank you. We, everybody, everybody, wasn't nobody, everybody was calling out to God. Wasn't no way for the enemy to do anything in there because the place was saturated with the people calling out to God. Hallelujah. And they went on and went on, and all of a sudden, boom, they stopped. Pastor starts, starts calling out something else again. He calls them, and off they went again. Off they went again for another 10 minutes. And I ain't talking about nobody sitting down. Everybody was on their feet, calling out to God, blocking everything that the enemy was trying to do. Can I tell you, we let a lot of stuff come in here because we praise God in patches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, we praise in patches. This, this little patch might pray for a minute. Then this one, no, but if we all get to praising God together. That's all right, in adversities, praise God. If we all begin, begin to call out to God, some of this doo-doo that we got going on, God will move it. A patchwork quilt ain't no good until it's all sewn together. You ain't gonna be no good, we ain't gonna be no good until we all come together. And let me tell you something, folks. I saw people who probably had knee surgery, hip surgery, back surgery. I saw them take two to three minutes to get up out of the seats. But they got up and they began, nobody use, I got a hip, my hip hurts, nobody use that. I ain't trying to call nobody out. I'm just telling you that we losing a lot of what God has for us. Caleb said, what, well, I'm 80 years old and I'm just as able to take the mountain now as I was when I was a young man. I'm 75 and I'm just as able to take a mountain.
vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will repay. Let me say it another way. God will get the last word. Somebody ought to lift your hands and just praise God. But the great thing is that it doesn't end there. You see, God doesn't just want to bless enough for the enemy to get off your back. He wants to bless you and he wants to prosper you. In fact, the thing that's highest on your list is the lowest on God's list of things for you. Are you hearing me? You worried about paying a mortgage, a rent notice, and God's going to bless you with a house. God's desire ain't to just bless you. It's, thank you, my brother. It's the overflow. He said what? Above all. Above all. Above all. Tell your neighbor, above all. Above all. I want to stop and tell somebody, God is getting ready to bless you in an unusual way. Are you hearing me this morning? God is getting ready to bless you in an unusual way. You looking for God to come one way, but God gonna come another way and you're going to have such an overflow, you're going to wonder, where did all this come from? God. Listen, and here's the great, God's going to use your enemies to bless you. Hallelujah. 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 Some of them mean, spiteful, vengeful people, that been trying to destroy you, God's going to use them to bless you. They ain't going to know what's going on. That wasn't what was supposed to come out my mouth. I wanted to fire you. I didn't want to give you a promotion. Same place, hear me. The same place that the enemy is launching attacks against you, blessings are going to come to you. Shoot. 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 The Bible says they were three days gathering all the spoil. Can I tell you this? God's opening up a blessing for you. It's going to take Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Be Wednesday night before you can collect all that God has for you. Everything, everything that the enemy planned Everything that the enemy planned towards you, God's turning it around. All you need is a simple word. Thus saith the Lord. See, I just want you to lift your hands and begin to praise him right now. Can you just begin to feel the atmosphere? Can you just begin to feel the atmosphere? Hallelujah. Bless you, God. We worship you. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Hallelujah. God said to tell you he's taking care of your enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. While you're praising God, your enemies are going into mass confusion. Hallelujah. While you're praising God, your enemies are turning on each other. Hallelujah. 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 While you're praising God, you're positioning yourself for prosperity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. There's a breakthrough in your praise. If God be for you, who can be against you? You are a child of the covenant. Hallelujah. You are heir of the promise. You may be rebuked, but you're not rejected. Are you here? You may be corrected, but you ain't condemned. Hallelujah. There's a word from God. Let me tell you this word about your end. Everybody's wary, concerned about how it's going to end. Let me tell you this. Your end will be peaceful. Are you hearing? Your end is going to be honorable. You ain't going to have to stoop, bow down to do nothing that does not dignify God. Your victory will be confirmed. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. You may be fallible, but God's word is infallible. It cannot fail. Somebody give God praise. Somebody give God's praise. Come on. Give God praise. I want the breakthrough. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Breakthrough. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody ain't been sleeping? Breakthrough. 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 You're going to sleep tonight. Let me, let, me, let me give you a shoot. I know I'm going past. I don't care. Amen. I ain't got but three more Sundays. So, y'all, hallelujah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Brother Nick, remember a couple of weeks ago when I asked everybody to come forward? And I said, there's a $200 seat. Yeah. Well, Brother Nick came and sat in that seat. And he came and he said to me, Pastor Pomfrey, I came up front and I sat down and I fell sound asleep. I was so embarrassed. I said, Nick, can you tell me you ain't been sleeping well? And he said, yes, sir. Said, all you had to do was be obedient and get your breakthrough. You understand? God don't tell you where your breakthrough gonna come. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And while everybody else was saying, Nick falling asleep, God said, rest my beloved. Rest my beloved. Rest my beloved. Can I tell you, what we see ain't what God is doing. pastor, I said, I love coming around you guys when you pray, because you just pray. You just pray. 
so fervently and you pray as if there's no doubt that God's going to ask you, going to answer your prayer. And I said, what is it? And he said, Pastor, in Africa, when you're poor, you poor. He said, when you're hungry in Africa, you're hungry. Voodoo, when there's demonic spirits in our midst, we see them. They're there. We know that the only thing that's going to get us, keep us in, keep us through our poverty, the only thing that's going to keep us through whatever we are going through is Jesus. Is Jesus. Is Jesus. You know, he said, said y'all fools here. Y'all fools here. Y'all think you're poor. You don't know what poor is. But I, but I said this to him. I may not know a lot about poor, but I do know about demonic possession. I do know about a God that can deliver you and can take you out of sin and can take you from what it is. So let me tell you some folks, even if you don't know nothing about poverty, even if you don't know nothing about being hungry, you know, you know about being filled with demonic spirits. Because if it was not for the blood of Jesus Christ, every rest one of you would be rocking around, running around. Blah, 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 blah. So if you can't praise him, you can't praise him because you don't know about being poor. You can't praise him because you don't praise him because you know that he can deliver. Praise him because you know, praise him because you know you got some crazy children. Praise him because some of you know you got some crazy spouses. Come on, let's go to communion. Let's, go. let's give thanks to God. Let's give thanks to God. Let's give thanks to God. Hallelujah. 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 Anybody, anybody in here just bound this morning? It ought not be.